Hi, this is Josh. You're going to want to listen to this one. We speak with Andrew from a rural school district in Louisiana about the day all technology died. They lost tech for two weeks due to the Ryuk ransomware virus. This is a story of their infection and how they recover. Have a listen. Hi, welcome to this episode of K-12 Tech Talk with Chris and Josh and apparently permanent guest Corey. Uh, this, week, <laughs> this week is a little bit of a special episode. Um, over the weekend, I came across a Reddit AMA uh, that was posted by one of the individuals in the IT department at a school district in Louisiana that was recently hit by a ransomware attack. Um, Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, my name's Andrew O. I'll just say that. Um, I'm a career technician. I'm 36 years old. I've done this IT stuff my whole life. Um, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I now live in a small uh, suburb-type city with only about 10,000 people called Eunice, Louisiana. School district is St. Landry Parish. I don't mind saying that. Um, it's all over the news. Um, Opelousas is our, is our central office. It's a little bit south of Lafayette, or actually north of Lafayette. Okay. It's a pretty big city. Lafayette's a big city. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I've been a road tech at this. My, my wife is a teacher um, in the same district, and I've been a road technician for the past three years, even though prior to this job, I've been a sys and network admin for a private business in Baton Rouge. Okay. So one of, the, one of the things that struck me real quick about your district was you guys have approximately 19,000 users and six IT staff. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, um, actually that number is off because one of the things I've been doing is inventorying users and that, that user count was actually, there's duplicates in that. So we're, oh, okay. we're like, like 16,000, but yeah, 16,000 and still six staff members. Um, one is a secretary slash sis person. That's all she does. The other is called a network admin. That's his title for whatever reason, but he has no network admin roles he pretty much is the sys admin um he does no cisco stuff he does all the vms um he's kind of learning as he goes he was a he was a technician beforehand and the the guy that left his place he just kind of they asked him to take over um he took over kind of sat in his chair got two days of training and then he just kind of just took off so he's called a network admin but he's actually just a sys admin and then you have two road techs myself another guy and then we have one guy at the shop who basically just any kind of hardware related stuff. That's what he does there. And then we have a supervisor who is my boss and he is basically the real network admin because he's the one that does any kind of Cisco stuff. He'll take me with him and we'll, we'll replace uh, Cisco switches and configure Cisco stuff. Um, so he's a supervisor slash director slash network admin. <laughs> and then uh, we have, we have one sync. We have one guy that just does literally nothing but lunch or nutrition cafeteria computers. That's it. <laughs> That's hilarious that you can dedicate one person to that. And <laughs> realistically, that that converse or the conversation around how you're able to support sixteen thousand users with six staff members is a whole other episode that we could get into and probably spend an hour talking about. But the real reason why we have you on and you've agreed to come on here is to talk about the event that took place recently where you guys were held hostage or held um, via ransomware. Um, so I think 
this, you doing your AMA helped spread awareness to other people of what, how it went down, how you had to recover, stuff like that. And hopefully we can do the same thing with this episode and this po- podcast. So take me back. When did it happen and, and how did it first uh, present itself on your network and in your environment? Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to back up to, okay. The attack actually, the notice we noticed, I don't know the exact day that windows seven support was cut off, but I believe okay. it was the 14th of January. Yeah. Somewhere um, around I might be, yeah. I might be wrong on that exact date, but it was, I, I know exactly when this happened because I was preaching as a road tech, you know, cause I, even though I have all this experience, they still don't let me make any kind of decisions, but I've been saying since before the, um, the Christmas break, I've been, you know, I've been saying we got to get those Windows sevens off of this network. We have to get them off. We have to get them off. My boss has been kind of nonchalant about it. He said, "Oh, you know, what Windows is going to do Microsoft. They're just going to, they're just going to extend support. That's what they're oh, going to do." Oh man. Yeah, and so, <laughs> and so uh, then uh, you know we get two weeks off for Christmas. I was doing more research on it, and I just found out by researching that they had already extended support five years. So what happened was basically. Um, um, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to back up a little bit before then about a year ago, I hit, we had an emotet spread of across one of our schools, just one. Okay. And I, I fought it for about 20 to 25 days just by myself. I went every day to that school and I tried to scan. I tried to do virus scans. I knew it was emotet. Um, I looked it up, how to, how to fight it. I tried doing scans. I tried imaging computers. It was on just wiping them out and Anyway, it, I ended up having to image, image the whole school. That was about a year ago. So at that time, I knew something was something was going to happen, or it was coming. Right. And then, um, at the beginning of the school year, um, around August, um, Lafayette Parish, which is a big city in Louisiana, um, they started noticing problems, and they shut down their entire network the first week of school. They shut down everything to fortify it, and they basically were turning off ports and all this stuff. And it was a big news story around here, like, okay, and so we have a task force in Louisiana that the governor enacted. It was the first one of its kind in the country where he has Department of uh, Homeland Security, Louisiana State Police, um, the nas- two National Guard units, and a brand-new Office of Technology Services, which is a five-year brand-new division of the state of Louisiana. And they're all in this task force, right? So what happened when we get to this point where, okay, something happened in Lafayette, so this task force kind of fires up. And they start They send out a white paper, basically, in August, saying, here's six steps that all school districts need to do. Um, right. I and I, a, I, yeah, sure, go ahead. I think I remember seeing that it, because the state of Louisiana issued a state of emergency. Is that, isn't that right? Well, they, they enacted uh, when this type of – okay, so just, just to um, give you all a sense of what's going on in this state for some reason, when we did get hit, when, when, we, when we finally figured out we were hit, and the uh, task force kind of came in, and we had a meeting that morning. And the next morning, we were told we were the eighth government agency since July that was hit in this huh. state. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's it's, it's been in the news. Um, it's it's kind of like okay, so this task force the governor has enacted allows for state of emergency, just like a hurricane or something that would come through a natural disaster, and the state of emergency allows for funding to come from, I don't know, the state or federal level. So it's like almost like a, um, a natural disaster. So yeah, he, right. when, when, these, when this stuff happens and there's a hit, they, uh, they do. They put a state of emergency out and then funding kicks in from somewhere. I'm not really sure where. So that, that has happened now. We're the eighth time this has happened. Wow. 
And so what happens is, and I'll back up what I was earlier, when I noticed Emotet about a year ago, and then Lafayette had their crisis where they um, basically got together this task force and sent everybody a white paper. They were like, basically, here's six steps y'all need to do. First of all, the first step was turn off the entire internet. Just turn everything off, no network connection between your schools, and then fix the other stuff while you have that. So, so here, here we are um, in August, right when school's about to start. And we're told, like, you know, teachers are coming in, getting the rooms together and everything. And we're told to shut everything down. So wow. you can imagine how that went. Yeah, right. <laughs> and my wife's a teacher, so she started freaking out. So it's like, what are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do? So we shut everything down. We went through all their stuff. I mean, the basically, their white paper was, you know, close off all ports, do an ACL, block all traffic, and then slowly bring everything up. Um, no, don't have any domain... Uh, don't have any local admins. They wanted us to put laps in. It was it was stuff like that, like all the stuff yeah. you should do just to prevent this stuff from happening. Sure. You know, and we, we shut everything down. We have a, a contractor because of our team so small. We have a, a third-party contractor that helps the guy, our, our sysadmin, do stuff that's kind of, he's just overwhelmed or doesn't have enough time to get to on itself. So we called them in. You know, we went through their list. They did everything um, except they didn't do the um, local admin part. He left teachers. He has an t- all-teachers group in AD, an active directory, and left them as uh, local admins because he was worried about printers and all the tickets that were going to come through. That was the only thing on the list that we didn't do. So you you so, rolled out LAPS, and you got LAPS working? LAPS is still not in place as, as of this podcast. Um, that's okay. one of the last things I'm going to do, so I'll, I'll get to that later. But I haven't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one rolling that out, and I haven't. I have to put distribution points from System Center out and get all those out oh, first. Oh, yeah. So I, can get, so I can get my software um, pushing in place before I start to – because LAPS is like the last thing you want to do, and that was part of the Guards, you know, National Guards plan. We have a whole whiteboard in our office where steps are there. It's still written down. as I mean, I might even take a picture and send it to you of what we're actually doing and what steps have been completed. LAPS huh. is at the very bottom of that because once, once you turn on LAPS, it kind of locks down everything else. You know, you can't, yeah. you're pretty much locking your whole system into place at that point. So, yeah. So, so take us to the day that the poop hit the fan. <laughs> All right. So, you know, here's, um, we got back from the, the Christmas holidays and me and I had a guy with me, my, my guy that's actually in the shop most of the time. He came on the road with me cause I needed his help. Cause we have, you know, we have 48 locations. We just took over what they call head start down here, which is the pre pre K before pre K. Yeah. So in the summer, we took over 11 of those and absorbed that, which is, which is funny That's in crazy. itself because they were paying somebody before we took over, you know, um, a $50,000 contract to just take care of their IT. And then so once we took over, because there was federal money involved, we just absorbed that. So we, we already had 38 locations of 37, and we absorbed 11 more, like with our staff, just like that, just a blink Jeez. of an eye. So I had this guy come with me, and then so... We, once I realized that Microsoft wasn't going to, which I knew this all along, but Microsoft wasn't going to extend support, we basically got back uh, January, whatever day we got back, I don't even know, maybe 6th or 7th from the, the Christmas break. And I told my boss in the morning, we have, a, we have a morning meeting every morning. And I said, look, man, Microsoft's not extending support for Windows 7. It's going to cut off. We have to go out there and image these computers. So... We spent, what I did is I printed out a list through SCCM um, collection that gave me computer names and where they were. But, I mean, we still had to hit every school. So we made it basically, I printed out a list of schools 
And we just, we have like regions where I have eight schools here in this region. You know, we're a big parish. When, when you say parish, it's just county for whatever right. reason. Louisiana Purchase, we're called parishes instead of counties, right? Right. So we're a big parish, like 500 and something square, uh, square miles. It's huge. Like from one side to the other, you can spend a whole hour just driving. Jeez. So, yeah, it's, it's very rural. We have, we have two city-type areas. Our city, quote, cities are 20,000 people and 10,000 people, and that's it. Uh, the rest are just real rural towns and stuff like that, but there's a lot of schools. Um, we have about six high schools. So, anyway, we, we, um, like I said, we got back from break. We went around just imaging computers for a week and a half trying to beat that deadline because we knew – I just knew. I, I kept saying, like, we're just going to – this is going to come back to bite us, like, Windows 7 with SMB1 and just Windows 7 in general not being patched with security patches, I was just scared. I knew something was going to happen. I was talking right. about it for a week, like the whole time. I was just like, I know this is going to happen. I know this is going to happen, especially after fighting emo, Ted. I just knew. Um, and <laughs> one of the things um, we were doing, we were going on image and everything. We had about like 150 to 160 left that were Windows 7. And uh, we just we went to the next school one morning. It was the day after. So we, we hit the day where Windows 7 cut off support. And uh, the next day, 8.30 in the morning, we went to our next high school. And when we went to that high school, I got there. And it was me and my guy. And they are like, oh, y'all are here. Y'all are perfect time. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? And they're like, you know, everything's down. And they were supposed to be testing that morning with some kind of interim test or some kind of, you know, some online testing. Right. And they had people, like, waiting, kids waiting in the library to take tests. And they're like, oh, you're here to see about this. And we're like, no, we're here to get rid of Windows 7. So. And we have no network connection, so nothing was up. The, the phones were down. We just had switched to IP phones recently. Phones were down. Everything was down. No network connection to the internet. No, uh, no DRC. Nothing. It was all gone. And um, all I did was I walked to the server room. We have we at this point, um, which is all changed now, but at this point in time, we had a server at each school that was basically my uh, system center distribution point. Yeah. For Pixie for Pixie imaging and also it was just a DHCP server and a file server. Sure. So I went yeah, so I walked in. It's just a it's a basic Windows um it's an HP. It's nothing it's not no rack server. It was just a you know, basic PC that's kind of beefed up, has a RAID array in it, uh, three terabytes, um solid state hard drive for the OS. And um, you know, it was just kind of like sixteen or whatever gigs of RAM. I went over to it and I logged in just to see because I was gonna check DHCP and see if it was full, whatever. I logged into it. <clears throat> the minute I logged in, I got a thing pop up immediately saying this, the recycling bin was corrupt, which I've never uh, seen that before in my whole life. I was like, okay, this is weird. And it said, do you want to empty it? <laughs> I was like, sure, why not? Hit yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then and the second one came up, same thing, saying the second recycling bin, which I didn't even know existed, on the, on the uh, D drive, the data drive, was also corrupt. We wanted to delete that. I was like, hmm, this is not normal. So I hit yes. I was like, I'm going to reboot the server. It's the first thing you do, right? Reboot, uh, golden rule, sure. kind of. And I rebooted. It came up uh, slowly, but it came up. First thing I see is a, a white screen come up after a, a login. White screen on the screen, and just literally the word Ryuk in, like, about 12-point font with bold, R-Y-U-K. And then it had some guy's email at the top of the left, top left pin. And then it had a stupid saying at the bottom left that said, uh, uh, balance of Shadow Universe. That's all I had on the screen. So he had a, just a white screen, Ryu, Balance of Shadow Universe, and the guy's email was a Proton mail, which is an encrypted mail. At so, that point, I look, yeah, go ahead. So this was this was just one of your 49 schools, right? So right. how quickly did that jump from that school 
to your other 48 schools or did it? Okay, so here's the what happened was so once I noticed that I looked over, I don't know what, what the cursing uh, policy is here. So I looked at my guy and I said, we're effed, we're done. <laughs> I knew, I knew Ryuk. I've already read about Ryuk, Emotet and um, what's the other one? There's like a three of them that work together. Yeah. A uh, 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 trick bot. So all yeah. these three kind of work together. And, and, and so I know about them. I, I'll stay up to date on that. So when I saw that, I looked over to my guy and said, we're effed. I said, we're done. I just knew at that point I walked out of the school because they had a bad signal in the cell area uh, inside the school. And I called my boss and I told him, I was like, dude, we got a problem. At the moment I stepped out to call him, my other road tech called me the minute, like that minute. And he was at another school across the parish, like on the whole other side of the parish. And he said, uh, do you know, I was like, I didn't even say nothing. I was like, right. He said, yep. Oh my said, right, gosh. I, yeah. And that was it. I said, all right, we got to regroup. Everybody just go back to the, to the office. And we all yeah. you know, went back and regrouped. So at that point, um, once we knew, um, my other guy that's the sysadmin also called me and said, we got a problem. I mean, it all happened at the same time. It was 8.30 in the morning. So those three, the, we had three incidents that we knew of just right then. And so when we got back, we, uh, we, t- we talked for a few minutes and we said, man, we got we to gotta take uh, drastic measures. We, we um, completely, at that point, 30 minutes since we noticed, we unplugged everything, sent a message out to all principals to unplug everything, turn it off. You know, so it wasn't even 30 minutes after we noticed it that we took down the whole network. And at that point, it looks like every one of our school servers was hit, every single one of them. Wow. When, 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 you, uh, when you guys made a decision to pull the plugs on everything, was that like a procedure that was already in place? Or was that just you guys doing a powwow meeting and making a call? Did you have something well, that written was- down that told you to do that? Well, we had okay. We had like a, a small DRP plan, disaster recovery plan. It was very basic. They didn't really have a big one, but that was part of it. And it, that came from the state mandate. They said, you know, have a plan in place. Okay. And you got to think. By the time they had that, they had already the state uh, task force had already dealt with it once or twice. And believe it or not, the Office of Technology Services themselves in October got hit. So the, the people that are fixing it here, the government right. agency got got hit. So they kind of knew what was going on. So that was kind of from them. They said, you know, if you see any kind of weird stuff, if y'all know something's going on, immediately kill the network. And it's more of the network than the power. Kill the network, kill the power. Because what, what we've learned after all this, which I never posted this part because nobody asked me this, one of the things this variant of Ryuk does, if you have the network cable plugged in, it uses wake on land to wake up machines and spread. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. So we've actually, we actually, we actually observed computers that we shut off completely, that just turned themselves back on, like with no power options in the BIOS. It just did it, and it was, it would. So, you know, I don't know how long it sat before it spread, before we noticed it. The only thing I can think of is that we left for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we started. I, I really don't know, but it was sophisticated. To me, I think it nailed. It hit all those Windows 7 machines and then spread through admin shares. The other thing that, that, that raised a red flag once I started looking back on everything was about August, about when all that stuff happened in Lafayette, which I spoke of earlier, Yeah, we started getting, we started getting emails that were obviously phishing emails. And we were on Exchange, by the way. Let me back up. We're, we had a hosted Exchange in-house. Okay. Okay. So, so we got our assist admin doesn't really know much exchange. He didn't, but we had a third party kind of involved with that. 
So we started getting emails in August and they would have, like they would literally have, I can't remember exactly how the email was formatted, but it had the user it sent it to. So imagine like you getting an email yourself and your own plain text password was in it. In plain text. Oh, weird. And so what, did, what would you do in that situation if you saw your text, in, uh, I mean your password in an email that came to you that you knew was spam, it was obvious spam, what would you do? Change, change your password. Change your password, exactly. So I'm thinking now in retrospect what was going on is that I think that was one of the variants of TrickBot or whatever. It was mining credentials of that. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was it already on your machines. Yeah, it was already, it was on, already machines on there. Listening. It was yeah. dormant. It was sitting there and the it was it was sitting there and it was it was mining passwords. And so what? I think when the when the actual attack happened, I think it probably had hundreds of passwords. It sure. used all of them to get it used all of them to hit admin shares and any share in anywhere on the network was, was knocked out completely. What, what antivirus were you guys using at the time? Uh, okay. So we were on, um, windows defender and endpoint protection, all Microsoft yeah. so managed, managed by system center. So like okay. I could go into system center and you know, I did this every morning. Like part of my morning routine was, and remember I'm a road tech, so this is even funnier, but part of my morning routine was I looked at, I don't know how familiar I with System Center, but you can go in and see any malware detected on the network, yeah. and the timing, and the name of the machine, and you know even down to the file level what yeah. what it was. And I would check that every morning, you know. And you know it's crazy that we always had stuff like you know random what they call pups and stuff like that, yeah. stuff potential unwanted. But coupon year was yeah exactly. coupon printer yeah. But nothing stood out. Like nothing stood out this whole year. I would look at it every morning. I was like, okay, there's one there, there's one there. Nothing, you know, it, it wasn't there. And another thing we started noticing around this, you know, same time with the password thing going around, was that uh, Defender was getting disabled. It was getting disabled oh, interesting. completely. And the only way we could actually get it back up was a registry key. And so at that point, we kind of all knew something was going on, but we couldn't put our finger on it. And um, with the amount of, you know, <laughs> this is where management comes into play and it, it, it kills you you know we have we had like six or seven thousand windows pcs and we had tons of different windows versions i mean if you talk about windows um 10 like anything from 1803 even 1709 all the way up to you know 1903 when we had no 1909s which is the newest yeah None of that was out there yet because i've always taken the approach of I'm not going to put the newest windows on. I'm going to stay a, a, a version behind. A revision behind, yeah. Yeah, and then every six months when they go to the next one, I'll push out the other one before that. Sure. But that, that, that looked like that killed us because we had so many different versions. The only thing that catches this variant of, uh, of Ryuk is a fully updated Defender with 1909, apparently. We were told that, too. So, so Andrew, this is Corey. I have a question. Um, sure. So when you – the day of and you disconnected everything – what the district do as far as communication, like to the public and parents? Because I assume like the phones were down at, at that point. Yeah. So how did how did you communicate yeah. with everybody to let them know? Yeah, sure. So um, you mean like the public or our staff? Uh, I guess everybody. 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 Yeah. So when it happened, we uh, you know, we have our uh, we have text group. Superintendent has text groups to all the principals. So superintendent can quickly send a text message to all principals and they all get it immediately. Um, so that's how he initially said everything. He, he pushed that out, unplug everything through a text message, you know, and then everything basically went out through phones. I mean, old school phones, we would, uh, they would, 
when they had conferences, like the superintendent and had like a principal conference with everybody, he would write stuff down on a piece of paper and literally take a photo of it. Like he would write a plan down or something and then text the picture out to all the principals. I mean, that's how, that's wow. how primitive we got. And then we had a, um, we had a Facebook page. So they kind of got some word out that way to the public, but everything like through the public at that point was through Facebook. And we didn't say much cause we had we had news media there. So, I mean, everything was being disseminated through the news to the public. But as for staff, we were just literally relegated back to, the literal text message um i mean even faxes we were doing believe it or not people like wait why do you need a fax well <laughs> you know <laughs> it was stuff like <laughs> we went back to faxes i mean it was crazy because everything went down you had to communicate you know stuff but it was all through phones and cell phones basically and, and then old fax lines believe it or not so 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 how quickly did you guys make the call to the state cyber security commission or whatever they call it down there in the right, national guard good. Yeah, yeah so, 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 you know, they had these plans, like I said, in, in August when they sent out the white papers and they made it, see, we, and I wasn't a part of these meetings, but throughout August, uh, September, October, they had like one meeting or two per week or even per month, maybe, where all the districts, all of the districts in Louisiana would get on a conference call and my boss was involved, my sysadmin was in there with them. And so they made it very clear what to do if this stuff happened. You know what I'm saying? They, they, and then the whole thing that their whole slogan was, their whole motto this whole time before all this hit us was um, it's basically not a matter of time of if it's going to happen, it's when. Oh, it's absolutely. It's happen to you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So they said, they said, look, when this happens, y'all call us and we got a system in place to, to start making steps to come out there and help y'all. So they made that very clear. So the minute, like when it hit, we regrouped, you know, we shut everything down. We made the call before, probably before everything was unplugged. That's cool. I mean, that that's fantastic that the state of Louisiana has that. And like you said, they're the, the only ones in the country right now that have that. I, I think we need to start leveraging the state of Missouri to do this as well. Um, well yeah. So talk you about public, your... You have a perfect case to show them. So. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to send this podcast to a couple people I know. Um, talk about your downtime. Um, like for the average teacher, you, you say your wife is a teacher in your district. What kind of downtime did she experience in her classroom or her building? Um, you know, no internet, no sis, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was it was bad. I mean, I can't. I have to think about actual days. But when this all went down, everything was shut down. So I mean, we're on the uh, January fifteenth. We were down. Period. And I mean, that was all technology in classrooms. That was all sys information. That was um, even like you know your um, document camera because it's connected to your computer. I mean, everything sure. was down. My wife's a math teacher. Um, she lives off her document camera. She was freaking out. And I mean, if she was freaking out, I can't imagine. And, you know, I go, I know all these schools pretty well because I go into all these classrooms and people were just lost. They didn't know what to do. The downtime, we didn't even have an estimate to tell them, you know, because we didn't right. know. And I'll tell you another thing through all this experience, what I've noticed more than anything is that the downtime, um, I mean, I'm sorry, um, when you give a time frame it always moved. Like you couldn't give time frames out because this whole thing was a moving living organism to get it done and restored. Yeah. And we would, we would be doing something major and I can get into that later too. But, and then, you know, something would change all these people sitting together. You got the national guard, you got the state uh, technology department, you got us. Okay. We're going to do this now because we want to change. I mean, we changed our domain name. I mean, think about that. We changed our entire domain name in the middle of all this. And we did that in the middle of imaging 
So we had to go back and hit those. Oh, like, man. Yeah, we joined the domain. We, we, we have like 10 <laughs> schools we to go back to. You know, so that's just one of the things. So what I learned was um, definitely <laughs> when this stuff happens, don't give anybody any time frame <laughs> because they're not going to be right. I mean, right. you give them a very, very vague estimate because um, it's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a good time estimate. But um, as of downtime, probably, let me think, it's the 15th to the, I mean, they were almost down a, a whole two weeks. I mean, almost, you could probably say two weeks before which, they got, before we, before we started logging people into computers. Which in real, in reality, some of the stories that I've read from other districts in different states, I mean, there was one, I think in Michigan or Pennsylvania where they were down a month and a half, no, no internet access to their rooms for a month and a half. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we, um, to be honest we um, and I'm not patting myself on the back too much, but we got recognized in front of the school board last week, um, in front of the board meeting. And one of the things the superintendent and my superintendent is very, um, tech savvy. He came from a district outside of Baton Rouge, which is our capital city. He was a principal there and he's all about technology and, and the parish I work for or the county, whatever the parish is a poor parish. We're a poor parish and um, we're just starting to kind of come to the technology. You know, the last five years we've come up a lot. So one of the things he did immediately was he recognized what was going on. Like he knew. Yeah. Like, and then, and so he recognized that he, like, you know, some people on Reddit was like, uh, who, who's getting the scapegoat? Like who's getting fired over this? You know? Well, they did the, the exact opposite. They actually recognized us. Well, um, and, it, front, and they gave, gave me a certificate and like a, an award, basically all of us. Yeah, and that's yeah. you know, in the middle of something like this, that's not the time to fire somebody. And and kudos to your superintendent and, and your leadership for not having that kind of knee jerk reaction because the last thing you want is one to go down manpower during a, an event like that. So yeah, that's not the time to make those those types of decisions. Andrew, um, I have a couple right. questions. Sure. Um, how long before you called the that task force? Uh, were they either remotely accessing your network, or I guess they weren't because you were disconnected, or how <laughs> quick were they on site like to help you? And two, were they responsible for hiring the team that would try to figure out if like any data had been breached and leaked? Okay, so um, yeah, they the minute we called them that day, we had a meet. Uh, we had two representatives. Um, we had two representatives from the office of technology services the next morning. Like, so we called them the next morning. We had two people there. Wow. Um, we sat down in a room in the boardroom with all my staff and these two guys and our operations person. Um, and so the, the big thing was plan, start planning and do a planning period. All right. Talk about stuff we're going to do. Like, what do we all, what's the scope of this? So we sat down the next day. Um, the staff part hiring, yeah, they already kind of had some teams in place. We have two National Guard units. So that first day, we just had two people from the Office of Technology Services come in. We looked at the thing as a huge, uh, the overall scope. Um, the next day, and actually maybe even that afternoon, we have one colonel from the Air Force. I won't say any names, but he showed up that afternoon, and he kind of spearheaded the whole thing. So we sat down. So the first you know, morning, we had the OTS people and the main and the their main issue was and I've heard horror stories about this. The OTS people from the state had to get the authority from the superintendent and the school board. So we we were told other parishes when this happened, they did not want to relinquish all authority to the state to make decisions. And so every approval process, everything they changed had to go through like six people before it was actually yes or no. Wow. 
So what we like, thanks, thank God again to our superintendent who knows he's also a former military. Um, he goes, I'm washing my hands of this. Her, uh, she gave the main state coordinator lady a complete authority and gave her basically acting superintendent power. So that was a wow. huge move. Huge so move not just over group. your network, but over the function of your school period. Everything. She was basically the acting superintendent because wow. he knew like he knew how serious it was and what we're going to have to do to get it back up. And he didn't want to slow it down by waiting for approval process. So he gave her that the first day. So the, uh, to answer your second question about the staff, um, we didn't end up with the state police people at all. So they kind of have a severity uh, system where they say, okay, like um, this is a severe number, like you know, five or something. And so we need this amount of people there. So what happened was the Colonel came in from the air force from national guard. He kind of evaluated where he was. He asked me a whole bunch of questions about a golden image. You know, what, what, are, what are y'all? He's basically, what are y'all? What are you guys resources? What, what can y'all do? Um, what can y'all get done for me? You know, can you get a gold image? Can you push this out? Can you push that out? So this was the Colonel from the air force and he evaluated everything from that standpoint. And then he made his calls to bring in the uh, amount of people necessary that he thought he needed. So how this is this is gonna be a weird question. How weird was it to walk into your department or your office? And I'm assuming the colonel and the other folks from the National Guard there, camouflage weapons. Uniform. I mean, the whole Uniform. shebang. Yeah, that, it, it was eerie. Well, they didn't have weapons, but just to have um, a guy come in, full full uh, Air Force outfit, you know, full full the whole deal, you know, come in and then just you know gets to sit down at a table make some decisions, ask a couple of questions, make a few phone calls. And then an hour later, you know, 30 people show up in uniform. It was pretty surreal. That's crazy. I couldn't, I could not imagine. Yeah, um, it was, it was something. That, I'm still kind of reeling from it because it was, it was a definitely an experience, you know, being, being just doing this every day and all of a sudden that you kind of get taken over. You know, you kind of, you're having your partner, my guys, my team, we're doing what we what we're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden it's like, these people come in and they just take over. Has your liver recovered? How much beer did you drink? <laughs> Man, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, let me just, I'm, I'm making up for it now. I'll put it to you that way. I was working uh, 12 to 15 hour days, uh, about 15 to 20 days straight without coming home on the weekend. Wow. Or anything. And, uh, so obviously. So I, I didn't, I couldn't drink then, obviously, but after all this, I definitely did for sure. So I, and if, I'm assuming and if it was you guys, a bad day, I had a, had a pretty big drink at the end of the day. Sure. I'm assuming you guys went straight away into imaging everything under God's creation. Um, yeah, they gave, us, they gave us two options. They gave us two options. Uh, Iberville Parish is another parish here. They said, okay, here's, you know, y'all got to make a decision now. Here's two options. Scorched Earth, which is obviously imaging everything, Scorched Earth. Or you can do the Iberville Shuffle, which is just find the ones that are infected and image those. I don't know why anybody would do that. Um, yeah. I knew, I knew the minute this happened, we were going to have to image everything. So that wasn't even a question. So the first thing we did, um, once he asked me if I could get a gold image, like he was like, or, and he didn't, this kind of like was very impressed with me. Cause I was, you know, got to remember I'm a quote road tech, but I know way more than all this stuff. So when I told him I had a good gold image ready and I could get it literally built and captured and within the hour, he like his, his eyes lit up. He was like, well, do y'all have a way to deploy it? And I was like, yeah, I can put out, you know, 
WDS servers. We could do them temporary. So I had all these plans already ready to go. And he just, he kept lighting up. He would ask me a question. I'd have the answer for him. He'd be like, oh, well, y'all don't need us then. Like he made that joke. Like, y'all know what to do. Y'all just go image everything and start from there. It was like a joke. But um, so first thing we did was uh, we bought <laughs> tons of flash drives because somebody had a, one of the people at the um, office technology services, they were, this is, and see, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything ill will about them. Maybe that's for another podcast, but one of the, this is their seventh rodeo or eighth rodeo. Yeah. And they have a, they had a USB cloner, which is like a, uh, you know, like a cloner, like a hard drive cloner. Basically, yeah. But for yeah. Um, and it cloned 30 of them at a time. And so the minute he realized I can get a gold image out, we scrambled and bought as many flash drives in the whole zip code or two as we could. We went to every store and just, we tried to buy them on Amazon and have them overnighted, but they wouldn't let us buy more than 10 at once. It was weird. Yeah. And, um, so that, they, they scrambled and that was basically a rat race to get as many flash drives. It had to be 16 gigs or more. And anyway, we cloned my, uh, gold image. Gold image was just a unattended script, um, fully unattended. You plug it in, you boot off the USB. It does everything else for you except join the domain. And then there was a script that I wrote or somebody from the Air Force helped me, right? We kind of wrote it together. I'm um, no, sorry, National Guard. That was just a, hey, click me dot batch file. And that joined our network. Um, so once that was all in the USB and it was on two different partitions, I don't want to get too deep in that, but we cloned the um, USBs and we spent like a whole night cloning them and probably put out, you know, hundreds of them. And we, they labeled them, they put them, they color coded them so they wouldn't get mixed up with stickers they put them in envelopes. They wrote team one, team two, team three, all these things. And then they planned on getting a team of National Guard in. Um, you know, on the weekends, we had National Guard, like, in numbers, like 60 or plus. They would come. Wow. In. Yeah. And then they just went out and imaged computers with USBs. That was the first big push. That's so amazing. That. Go ahead, can, you talk, can you talk about, um, like, preserving File, let's say superintendent's computers infected, you got to re-image it. Was there like a, per, a preservation of files at all, or how did that? Oh work? yeah, so yeah, so that's another. That's a good question. Um, so yeah, people. I mean, almost every, almost every server was hit. The workstations were spotty. For some reason, it must have. We must have pulled it at the right time and shut the power off. So I think they were still being encrypted. But if we shut the power off, they can't do any any damage and pulled the network, right? So we had everybody shut them off and we planned this very methodically to go around and get anything we could off that machine that was not Ryuk. So all Ryuk does, if y'all aren't familiar, it just uses Windows file encryption, which is a basic built-in Windows feature. It renames your all your files um, to a .ryk extension. It encrypts them with Windows file encryption level encryption, which is very basic, but it works. And you need a key to unlock it. So anything we saw that wasn't that encryption uh, extension, we had a team going around doing that as well, just backing up stuff. So we, we turn on these, these owned computers, basically, or we thought they were owned. And we had them backed that up on a flash drive. You know, of course, we went to like the superintendent first. You know, the, the director of Title One, and we hit those like real, real early on. And then we actually filtered that down to the school level. We told we we told everybody to write their username down, whatever their username was, put a post-it note on their computer, 
and if they wanted a backup, yes or no, like a check mark or an X. And so another team was going out just doing that as well, backing so everything up. Did I read on your AMA that, that you guys were leveraging Google backup and sync as well for a lot of stuff? <laughs> yeah, now that's, that's a huge part of this. Um, if you didn't read that, go, go, go. And I'll, I'll explain now. There's no, there's no reason to go to Reddit now if you're just going to ask me this stuff. But there's a lot of good stuff on Reddit. I answered everything I could. The biggest part of this, our savior, honestly, and it, it's ironic the way it happened, but Google saved uh, our butts. I'll just put it to you that way. Like, our guy had a whim, this, I take no credit for this, um, that, you know, Google education gives you unlimited storage, you know, yeah. when you're at an education level. So we had home directories at each um, school. These home directories were, we preached over and over that the teachers save everything on their home directory because it's backed up through um, a Barracuda backup, an appliance. And so um, last year at some point, my sysadmin guy said, you know what? Google's free, unlimited space. I'm just going to put backup and sync on these file servers and just dump the whole data drive into it since it's, since it's completely unlimited. Right. And, and he did it. He went to every single server and did it. He put in, in, a, in a central office, um, every school. He put backup and sync. He made a server account, Google account, just named it the school server, exactly the server name of the computer, dumped a whole D drive partition in there, let it roll. And let me tell you, those drives were all hit and encrypted. Every single one of them was encrypted on the file level. None of it got to Google. Not one encryption ended up on Google. So we were saved from Google, like completely. Wow. It saved everything. I mean, if we wouldn't have done that one step, and this guy did it on a whim, I'm telling you, like he just did it on a complete whim, which was the best, probably the best and most important move that we've done because it was just like, Google's there. You're leveraging it for unlimited storage space. Why not do it? Why not? Yeah. What's the point? You know, just do it. And if, yeah. hey, if it doesn't work, oh, well. But if you save anything, it's you're, you're coming out ahead. Right. You know, so like, for instance, like, and I'll, I'll, I'll even I'll even go further. So our director of, uh, I'm just going to say, one of our main, main guys at the central office that does, you know, he's one of the main persons you don't want to lose data for through all the shuffling and USBs. Because we... You got to think we had like hundreds of USBs floating around. It got out of control. And there was a point where I was coming home at night after all this, and I would just dump my pockets out, and I had over like 15 to 20 USBs <laughs> in the pocket. <laughs> and that's, that's the true story, like no, no BS. So believe it or not, one of our main directors got lost his data that we backed up, which he needed, got lost in the shuffle. Oh, like, man. I, we, still, we've, we never even found it. Like we still to this day – don't know what happened to it. And I know it was backed up. It's probably on a float on a flash drive out of the hundreds we have somewhere. But, um, and just for instance, he had his stuff backed up. Um, well, luckily, we also, which I didn't say this, but we also went around to the central office where our main people are. And yeah. we also just, we also put backup and sync on their desktops. That was another sure. thing we did in the summer just to have it, you know, because you have the unlimited space. So, that also, that guy who lost his backup from his USB, he didn't lose any files whatsoever. It was all backed wow. up uh, through Google. So Google. I know what I'm pushing out tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. I mean, if you have unlimited storage, it's not costing you anything. I mean, do it. I mean, it's a precaution, you know, and it, I'm telling you, it saved us. And, you know, it's funny that Google's going to end up being a savior a lot of ways because we're going to G, G Suite, too, instead of Exchange. So. Are you? Yeah. So, I mean, go ahead. Let, Let's talk about uh, after the fact, kind of post mortem 
you, you have a fresh, clean network now, you know, brand new image machines, servers, whatnot. What, what are you doing now differently than you did before? You know, at, our admin rights gone, laps is oh, yeah. laps installed. I think we talked yeah. about it. So, um, yeah, everything, so, everything's different. <laughs> so everything yeah. is different completely. I'll just put it to you that way. Like we are, we're still in the rebuild stage. Like don't, don't get me wrong. This is not over. Um, we have people logging into computers now though. Teachers are using technology, all that's back. But this rebuild quote stage probably won't be done. And it, even if so, till next school year. Wow. And so every, everything has changed. Like you gotta understand, like we were, like I said, we don't, we're a poor district. Um, the technology is just starting to get to where it should be. Yeah. Everything was, everything was built around, um, Novell, um, was it? Not netware, but the other one, or groupwise or something. Groupwise, yeah. Yeah. So everything was yeah. kind of built. Yeah. Everything was kind of built there like years ago, like the whole network structure. You know, you build a network around what you're using, right? Yeah. So all that was, you know, as well before my time I got here, but I, I'm aware of netware and, and uh, groupwise and all. I know what it is. I've used uh, Novell in the past when I was in school and stuff. So <clears throat> basically, what we're doing is we're modernizing stuff because we uh we have five run to every school we have a one gig uplink right now that's being upgraded next year to a two gig trying to get to 10 gig you know blah 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 so when we added fiber a couple years ago like you know five years i'll say when we finally put the fiber in the schools and had fiber between everything you're still your structure of your network is still that basic novel Sure. I mean, you're, you're, you're a hub and spoke. We're hub and spoke yeah. on network. You know, it's like everything is built from back then. Yeah. So when one of these events happens, it, you, it, it takes that and it takes advantage of, <laughs> of your setup and it nails you. And so, like, when you ask me the question of what we're changing, I mean, yeah, the, down to the local admin rights, that's gone. Um, laps will be implemented in the next two weeks. I'm probably going to do it next week. Um, we took... I mean, I don't even have an admin account anymore. It's just an elevated account, whereas I don't log into it. So that's never, that wasn't a thing. You know, I just had a, yeah. my login was a, an admin login before. Uh, yeah. And we even had like, we even had like a, um, a tech login that was a elevated tech login that all the techs use just to bypass all the UAC and everything. Yep. That's gone. You know, like all, and I was a domain admin account. So that's a no-no as well. So now all of our techs, we have our account that we, that we use every day, and then we have an elevated version of it for when we need to do stuff. And let me tell you, I'm going to tell you all right now, like this, this transition, I have to type my elevated account like 100 times a day now just to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely insane. Like I just, I don't know. <clears throat> so that policy is being changed, you know, all the admin right policies. I mean, we're changing our, our email. I think, honestly, I'm going to tell you another big thing I think is going to help exchange and we had a barracuda um spam filter yeah and spam was spam was getting through it man it, it was crazy and i think origin i think this is where this thing originated from it was one of those fake invoice emails that's just my oh i'm decision, sure yeah you know but going to google like we're doing we've already switched by the way we're already on gmail um that's gonna google's spam filter and google's junk filter is better than anything in the world and I mean, you're not going to see those emails that got through the other filters. They're not going to get through Google. I mean, I've had, I've had a Gmail account since it, like, it was in beta, right? My personal. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about, what, almost 20 years. I mean, you could say 15 years I've had that account. I, I never 
to this day get any spam in my inbox. Nothing. I mean, every once in a while, one will slip through, you know? Right. Like, but then Google, and, but I, it's, it's crazy. Like, I see it come through on my phone or whatever, and by the time I check it, Google has already noticed it and deleted it. Right. It's crazy. And so that, so, that is going to be a huge deal, too, to, to prevent this. As, as far as your end users and what they're experiencing, removal of, of local admin accounts or privileges on a, on a teacher uh, account can be painful are perceived to be painful. Very right? much. That's the reason we didn't do it. Remember? Okay. Has there has there been any pushback since you've done that? Well, you got it. we're in we're in we're in a unique situation right now. Well, um, sure. That, right. <laughs> like that everybody is going to just kind of listen to us. Yeah. And yeah, there's been there's been pushback, don't get me wrong, like the main thing and I, it's just funny but people want their printers at their desk. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, okay, we're not doing that. I'm sorry. We'll get to that. You know? Yeah. But so I mean, there's going to be a lot of that. Now you gotta understand, like, it's a good question too. whoever asked that. That was like, cause we wanted, like you got on the white paper. Remember we had a, we had like a six step program. That was the only thing we didn't do because of the pushback and the politicalness. And not only that, like, you know, our, our staff level and the size of it, I mean, oh, yeah. think, how many, think how many tickets are going to come through just because yeah. of UAC now. Right. And I mean, you know, it's just, that's why he didn't put it in. And I don't blame him. He didn't do anything wrong. I mean, it was just one of those things where we didn't have the resources to do it. And we were just kind of praying and rolling the dice on that one. But the pushback is not there only because right now everybody's looking up to us. Just, they're just, you know, we can, we can pretty much say anything right now and people are going to go along with it. Yeah, we, because... Because yeah, you had a two-page outage. Yeah. Exactly. They, they just that. want their stuff back. Yeah. Andrew, I have one final question. Yeah, sure. So did the task force, kind of weird question, did the task force do anything or have any idea that you may have not thought of? And I was like, oh, that's a, that was a really good idea. Or like, you know, something to help through, through the process. Like, oh, I'm glad they thought of that. No, that's a really good question, actually. Um, Dave, the task force... And I, we could have probably a whole other podcast one day on just the task force because I don't want to get into, um, I'm going to say this politically, they were great, but it's like this was their eighth one, right? Yeah. Yes. And it just did not go as smooth as you would have thought it would by the eighth time you've had to deal with it. And that's all I'll say about that. But did they have some good ideas? Yes, absolutely. And specifically, I mean, the one thing they want us to do is they keep saying it. And I said it and read it a few times. I never elaborated on it was tearing the network. And all that means when they say that is they don't want VLANs to talk to VLANs, subnets to talk to subnets unless they absolutely have to no longer a flat network. You know, basically you don't want your superintendent's computer being able to communicate to a student, a lab machine. Right. Um, but so you ACLs. ACL. Absolutely. You got it. And so we didn't have, really, that was like something that just was overlooked completely. And so, I mean, that was, you know, stuff like that. I mean, they had a, um, they had a good idea. Like, I put it to you this way, too. The, the guy came in first, like I told you, the colonel. And he kind of pushed the imaging part with the USBs at first. And then two days later, I had two, like three specialist guys from the National Guard. One was just a specialist in everything. He knew a system center. He knew a domain. He knew a little Cisco. And he had one guy that just literally was a VM guy. Because we had VMware on our system. And then you had, so you had basically a SCCM slash domain specialist. And then you had a literally a, a VM guy. 
and you had a guy that was a scripter that could write scripts. I mean, any script you wanted, like in two seconds. It was just amazing. I mean, I watched him sat there and watched him write code for nine hours one day, and just was so blown away by what he did. But they didn't come in till the third day, so that's when a lot of the, I'll just say, miscommunication or the planning wasn't where I, I thought it should be. Because, yeah. you know, they came in, they wanted, it's almost like the National Guard initially wanted numbers. They wanted to just show that they could get this done quickly. And so we started pushing a lot of stuff and, you know, imaging a lot of stuff out fast. And then we would sit down and then have conversations, like I told you earlier about, like, for instance, changing the domain name or something yeah. like that. Because we had, we had purchased a domain name like last year and we were going to do this anyway. And so we sat down and then, a decision was made then and then everything kind of changed so there was i'll tell you all this a lot of stuff was like planned and then completely undone and changed at like on a whim it was pretty crazy and i think that i think i i i, I attribute that to a lot of people involved and sure. we had one person from the state of louisiana the main lady i told you that got the superintendent of acting power um, but she was like, like talking to the colonel, you know, which the colonel, the military is a whole different type of person. And so you had a lot of egos clashing in the task force. It was a great thing. I'm not saying anything bad about it. But we, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. There's no way we could have had the uptime we had without them. Like, there's just no way. Just, just the amount of manpower. And they've done it before, so they knew how to image and stuff like that. So it went pretty And I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking if it happened to me or Corey or Chris, we don't have those resources in the state to come in in four or five hours, even even a day's notice, to have 60 extra pairs of hands on site to even assist with something like this. It just, it, it completely blows my mind. And I know I, I get made fun of frequently for being nervous and fretting about things and worrying about things like crazy. No, Josh has probably been no, crying. No, you don't. I've probably been crying this whole episode. I thought I heard <laughs> tears at one point. I, this, I mean, this is my nightmare, man. I mean, this this is absolutely frightening to me. Frightening. What's your What's your position? Like, what do you do? I'm I'm the IT director. So you're the director. Okay, so I'll put it to you this way: my and my boss, who is the quote director, they call him supervisor, but it's the same position. I saw him age like literally in two weeks. Like, yeah, he aged. <laughs> I watched it happen. I mean, there was like a day where I just I saw him get older, man. Did you give him a hug at the end? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no hugs yet, but uh, we've got a good cry or two. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, I, we, we've gone way long, and this, is, this has been awesome just to pick your brain and hear your story. If you had to give two action items to any, any tech director, anybody listening to this podcast, what, what two actions can I take tomorrow that will – not necessarily prevent this type of attack, but help resurrect the environment in this type of attack, or even even somewhat slow it down. What what two right. things would you say? Well, first, I mean, obviously, look at your look at your plan. Like, what plan do you have right now in place? Like, what uh, look up Ryuk, and after listening to what I said, what it did, and encrypted all your drives. What are you going to do? What do you have in place right now? What what do you? That's what I would do first. Like our DRP disaster recovery plan, we had a small semblance of one. It was barely anything, 
Um, we looked at it. <laughs> but did we actually follow any of the steps? Nope. So pretty much my biggest thing would be if you've literally lost everything in one minute, I'm talking about network connectivity, and you had to rebuild it basically a forklift from the ground up. I'm talking about rebuilding servers, domain control, and everything. What is your plan in place now? And if you don't have one, start one. That's my first thing. Because you're going to have to, if this thing happens and it's the worst case scenario, you're going to have to rebuild everything from the start. Um, temper expectations. Yeah. Don't tell, don't, yeah, don't tell people that you're going to have this up. Like I, t- I kind of touched on that earlier. Do not give time frames out. Um, kind of don't tell everybody. You know, the school boards, a, if you guys work for the school systems, y'all know it's very unique how they operate. Yeah. I wouldn't tell everybody everything. Um, only tell people what they need to know because people start to spread rumors. Sure. People start to have the worst feeling and what's going to happen. Like they're going to go to the very worst case scenario. So just tell people as like, what you're doing to, to resolve it. You know, what, you know, kind of give them slow updates, but don't, don't give out any, all the information. Just kind of temper that from what you know. You, you know how to handle that if y'all are, if you have work for a school system. You just kind of right. gotta give out info as is needed. That's my other one. But the, the other Did big you, thing. Is, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I'll say it easily. It's this one word answer. Google. Go to Google. Back up on Google. Leverage Google. I mean, Google is is God right now, y'all. I mean, you guys know if y'all are IT people. I mean, I'm 36 years old. I've been doing this my whole life. Google has been God or a thing. You know, the all knowing all collecting data monster that it has been for a reason. But if it's there, leverage it. What were you going to ask, Corey? I was going to ask, did he ever wake up in the morning and almost decide not to go in that day? (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny question. And I'll touch on it real quick. To be honest, and y'all are going to laugh at this. It's not going to be the answer you expect. This is like, I was in my element this whole time. I love this. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like the long hours and not seeing, I have three kids and I'm not seeing my family was, it sucked. My wife was getting frustrated. All the personal stuff sucked, you know, and long hours suck. But just being in a, an event like this where I, I was able to build everything, you know, everything I've ever learned in IT, I got to put it to use and then get recognized for it. And it felt pretty good because I know a lot of stuff and I've done a lot of stuff. And I've been a network admin, assist admin for years. So just being able to step up and show my worth and then get rewarded for it and see, it's like when you cut the grass, you know, you, you watch it, you cut your yard, you see the immediate impact of it. Just seeing that all the steps I did and having the role that I did in it, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't like the whole event and it gave me headaches and I was kind of sounds point. I think it sounds god awful. Yeah, I did. Uh, Corey doesn't cut his own grass, so yeah. Well, pe- people no. told me when I told them that they, they said something was wrong with me. So yeah. Well, Andrew, I we we definitely appreciate your time tonight. You've been on with us for geez, almost an hour now. Um, nice. We we may circle back if we get some feedback on this with other questions. We may circle back and have you on again and talk a little bit more detail and you know maybe a month from now we check back in with you and see how recovery is going. Yeah, um, I have no problem I, with that, I, man. And- Greatly appreciate your time tonight. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, I, I like to talk a lot. Obviously, I probably know that. But um, it's just so much to say. You know, like even after we've been on an hour, 
we haven't even scratched the surface of the recovery process. You know, it's right. crazy to think because there's so much involved. Like I, I would get home at night and try to talk to my wife about what I did the whole day. And I, was like, I couldn't even, I didn't even know where to start. It's like, there's so much going on. Cause y'all know, you know, I, I'm going to leave y'all with this. One thing I learned and I'm some in my last comment, but this was a, just a blip at a school system in South, you know, rural Louisiana where we lost all technology. What it, the main thing it did to me and what I, what I really impacted me, what it, what it impacted me was it scared me to realize our society, how much we rely on this stuff. And just the, if something would happen where we would lose everything in, in our whole society, like this was just like a, a blip. Like I said, we would eat each other alive, man. And nobody I just got shivers. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, man. You just see these teachers like losing their minds over not having their camera and their smart board. And I mean, imagine not having anything. I mean, it's crazy. That, that's what Andrew, that's what Andrew, there's a, there's a legit chance after this is over, Josh remotes in and turns his firewall off tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good idea. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Block all outbound, right, Corey? Right. Yeah. And then start from scratch, man. Start pu putting stuff in when you need it. See? Yeah. Right. We had this discussion. Well, Andrew, we, we appreciate it. Uh, thank right. you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all have a good one, man. If y'all ever want to, you know, like I said, like right now we're just uh, we're basically on phase two. We've got everybody logged in, and I'll close with this conclusion. So we've got everybody logged in. Um, image, everything's image. We got teachers back online. Every, everybody's starting to get happy, and they're asking for other stuff. But we're only on phase two. So if y'all want to like circle around in a month or so, it probably yeah. be a lot further along the process. And I yeah, we might. Yeah, we might do that. That'd be awesome. Thank you. All right, man. Y'all take care. All right, All right. see you, Andrew. All right, y'all take care, Chris.